Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It is 5 o'clock on a Friday. Time for a happy hour with Bobby DePaul. Joined us courtesy of the WGK Law Guest Hotline and also courtesy of Bobby DePaul Charities and the Walking with Anthony Foundation. And Bobby D, before we get started, as we always do, explain the song. The new and old light bulbs have temporarily faded as these injuries pile up at wide receiver. It's about Flowers, Aguilar, DuVernay, Andrews, and running back by committee, a familiar theme around here in Baltimore the past few years. It's early, and guys will come back, but it takes time. Right now, the Ravens are living on a prayer and need to hold on to what we got and find other ways to win. So let's talk some Ravens football. Well, they had a whole lot of Lamar Jackson running the football the last couple weeks, that's for sure, Bobby. Uh, he's carried 12 times or more in consecutive weeks for the first time since weeks one and two of 2021. How about that? We know the Browns, what, 2.8 yards per carry. They're not giving anything up. They play an interesting defensive alignment up front. Could that possibly open up more running lanes for Lamar, or will that wide nine just pin him in the pocket? First, the good news, Jason. Okay. You yeah. know, Mr. Negative here. Well, that, Come on. You know, hey, somebody's got to wear that dark hat. <laughs> Left tackle Ronnie Stanley and offensive center Tyler Lindenbaum are both back this week, and both are former first-round picks. So matching the Browns' talent level just got better for the Ravens. In terms of the Browns, there are a lot of similarities to what the Ravens just faced last week, a big physical front four with speed at linebackers. The difference in talent from Indianapolis to Cleveland jumps another big Mm -hmm. match. The Browns have bookend defensive ends, and I'm sure you've been talking about it all week, Mm -hmm. and franchise player number 95, Miles Garrett, and former Raven number 99, Jadarius Smith, who was at it, you know, in the trade in the offseason from uh, Minnesota. Both these guys are big, physical, can set the edge, and collapse the pocket rushing the passer. At defensive tackle, the Browns had an overhaul in the Mm -hmm. offseason by adding three New defensive tackles, Dalvin Thomason from Minnesota, Maurice Hurst from San Francisco, and Shelby Harris from Seattle to go along with Jordan Elliott, the only returning defensive tackle from last year. The Browns ranked first in the National Football League, stopping everything for a reason, and they are at full strength. So good thing the Ravens have the offensive line back, strength versus strength. Another similarity to last week is the eight-man fronts played you know, by Indianapolis mm-hmm. and, and Cleveland and, and the blitz pressure by new defensive coordinator Jimmy Schwartz. 
Jimmy Schwartz is no longer a four-man rush wide nine zone guy right now. I doubt Jimmy has ever had this much talent up front combined with the back end as well. My sense from watching the tape is Jimmy is channeling Greg Williams from his days coaching in Tennessee when he had Javon Carson, Samari Roll, Mm -hmm. if you recall. The Browns ranked 12th in the National Football League in blitz ratio, blitzing 31.3%, and it's an aggressive attack football, very similar to the 85 Bears and Buddy Ryan. So Lamar will need to process what he sees, find a target, and get rid of the football fast. Lamar needs to beat the blitz better or teams will keep sending five or six players to keep him pinned down within the pocket. Last week, Indianapolis blitz 40%. They averaged 12.6% coming into the game. I didn't think the guy would do it. Yeah. But Gus obviously got the word, okay? Lamar gets uh, a lot of his rushing yardage when teams rush four in those passing situations, thus the blitzing, you know, to close those windows. Lamar ranks 24th in the National Football League against the blitz this year, and last year Lamar ranked 18th. So Lamar needs to improve, and the Ravens should be expecting Jimmy Schwartz to even blitz more. It's the NFL's blueprint for success against Lamar Jackson. Bobby, the inoptimist might say that the one TD the Browns have given up was that 70-yard catch-and-run uh, by George Pickens with the Steelers. Uh, so can any chance you think the Ravens can push the ball down the field against this team? Great question. And if you pay attention to other teams around the league, you would think Pittsburgh Steelers offensive coordinator Matt Canada was getting fired. And Tennessee's new offensive coordinator Tim Kelly was another guy in trouble. But the fact is, They just happen to play the Cleveland Browns. That's how good this Browns defense is. Only giving up 163 total uh, net yards per game. In week one, everybody thought Joe Burrow had health issues because the Bengals only produced 142 net yards, you know, in that rain in Cleveland. In week two, the Pittsburgh Steelers actually played the best offense against the Browns so far this year, gaining 256 total net yards. But 70 was on that one play. Last week, the Titans only gained 94 total net yards. So needless to say, this is a huge challenge for the Ravens, especially playing without two of their top three receivers, Odell Beckham Jr. and uh, Rashad Bateman. But you didn't bring me on to talk about the problems facing the Ravens. Let's talk about the solutions that can lead to picking up yardage through the air and scoring points against this dominating Browns defense. I'm going to channel some Joe Gibbs right now and all his success against a Buddy Ryan-type man blitz coverage scheme, okay? Mm -hmm. Again, Jimmy Schwartz blitzes and is playing a high rate of man coverage with his blitz scheme, like Buddy Ryan. The Browns rank fourth in the National Football League playing man coverage. That's 35%, 35 35.5% of the time. I expect that rate to go up based off the Ravens' talent right now. The Browns had two former first-round picks at corner, number 21, Denzel Ward, number 20, Greg Newsom. You know, he's coming back mm-hmm. off that elbow. Both are legit top players in the league. Ward at left corner, Newsom playing right corner, then sliding in a nickel. Might be the best top nickel in the, in the league right now. In addition, the secondary has two really solid safeties with number 22, Grant Del Pitt, and newly signed free safety number one, Juan Thor, you know, Thornhill mm-hmm. from the world champion Kansas City Chiefs. These guys can cover. That's why they play so much man coverage. So how do you beat this scheme? Fortunately, 
I was on a staff that showed me how, guys, okay? And so pay attention here. Bunch formations were invented to beat Buddy Ryan, man, Blitzky. The Steelers, who I mentioned played the best, had several bunch formations and used their running back very successfully, you know, running from uh, aligned in the backfield and running, uh, you know, out of the backfield with those pick routes that, uh, and rub routes, you know, mm-hmm. out of bunch formation. Uh, you know, all these coverage breakdowns in bunch, you know, in addition to the uh, you know the pick routes is the deep post route. So so Jason, you want some deep post routes? You want the default? I do. Here it is. Line up in bunch. They're thinking a short inbounds NBA pass, and then as Joe Gibbs would do, he would slide in that nine ninety nine, which is a double post right through three deep coverage. The Ravens could do the same things. That seventy yard pass that the Steelers had was a skinny post. Mm-hmm. Okay, to George Pickens. The Ravens could do the same things and be successful by expanding and utilizing the talent. The only guy left that can really take the top off the coverage is Zay Flowers, you know, and his skill set. So they're going to have to move him around. I see Flowers lining up in the bunch and running the skinny post. I would actually line him up in the backfield and exchange with the running back to kind of throw him off, line Mm -hmm. him up in the backfield, and then have him come out and, and, and let the other guys pick for him and let him catch and run. Okay, so that's a way to do it. We saw Pittsburgh's running back Jalen Warren have a big yes. game, right? Because he was coming out of the backfield. Okay, can can uh, our man Justice Hill do that? Yes, he can do it. But you know, he's been injured. You know, you got to have guys. So there's two guys that the Ravens have that can handle that responsibility. So we'll see how it goes. They got the skill sets for what I'm talking about. Okay, so let's transition to the running game. Justice Hill, for those who don't listen every week, is Mr. Outside. Gus Edwards, who's back from a concussion, is Mr. Inside. In terms of running the football, does one of them have a better matchup than the other? Mr. Outside, uh, Justin Hill. Justice Hill is back in the lineup. That's big. He can play a major role this week, no doubt about it. In the last question I mentioned, I was yeah. you know I was fortunate to be on a staff that designed things to beat you know like the bunch to beat Buddy Ryan Man Blitz. Not only did they invent the bunch formations to beat the Blitz, and you know pass the football, but they also invented to counter trade to run the football against the dominating front eight. And we saw a little bit about that you know last week uh, with Lamar uh, running it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So. The modern day Lamar led counter trade is something that Giro has left as a gift to the Ravens fans and the Ravens coaching staff. We saw it last week, like I said. Because Lamar is also Mr. Outside, the Ravens this week have the dual threat. They have a dual threat, you know, of the running power outside counter trade with Mr. Outside, Justice Hill carrying the ball, or Lamar can pull it out and run that opposite direction like you see him do. It's kind of the Counter, you know, the, the power counter tray option with Lamar going the other way, where everybody's flowing over the top. He pulls it and runs out the backside. So that's that. Now they had, you know, last week we just saw Lamar running it. Now we got the dual threat. So I see Justice Hill, a Lamar combination running the counter tray because God invented angle blocking to block big guys. That the talent that, that that they have over there in Cleveland. Bobby D, anything else stand out to you? Yeah, I mean, before we move to the offense, there's no doubt that, uh, you know, when I watch the tape, it's very rare that something that happens on the tape that I haven't seen in the past, okay? And, and, and last week, watching the Browns' defensive tape versus the Titans, 
something very rare happened because what happened was, is I'm sure the fans and you guys understand that, uh, uh, you know, the offensive coaches use motion, tight end motion yes. to change the strength of the formation to attack defenses. They also use tight ends and pass protection to help block guys like edge rusher, you know, Miles Garrett, Jimmy Schwartz, actually played a little trick on the in his old team. You know, he coached there for years. I think he Tennessee, was there last yeah. year, too. Yes. Yeah. And uh, he played a little trick on uh, the old Tennessee Titans to counter how they were trying to align their tight their two tight ends to the side of Miles Garrett to block him. You know, Jimmy had Miles Garrett actually run in motion back and forth like a tight end, okay? And what happened was I'm sitting there watching it, and I'm watching the tight ends mimic Miles Garrett running back and forth and most they're running back yeah. and forth, running back and forth. And so what happened was, you know, it was chaos. They they couldn't line up and, and obviously, you know, I can't remember if it was a timeout call or they got a delay a game call, okay? Because, you know, they they didn't get lined up. The offense has to be set before they could snap the ball. But so I, I thought that was kind of funny. I've never really seen that on tape. Usually the offense is always, you know, tricking the defense. And so that was that was kind of very interesting to me, uh, but it also reminded me of an incident that happened when I was coaching, uh, you know, at Washington with Joe Gibbs, and uh, it kind of reminded me that um, about this uh, situation with Bill Belichick playing uh, the New York Giants um, with they they had Lawrence Taylor, you know that's so you got Lawrence Taylor and you got Miles Garrett, you, you follow where I'm coming yes. from, so you got a situation where. All week long, Joe Giz is he's saying, "I'm guaranteeing that I'm going to put a tight end over Lawrence, you know, Lawrence Taylor to help the left, you know, Jacoby or whoever it was uh, playing right tackle, left tackle, you know, the Hogs. They, they need, you know, everybody needs chip and help and uh, t- tight end help uh, when you play a guy like that. He's the greatest pass rusher ever, and Miles Garrett is kind of approaching that level. Is he yes. there yet? I, I got I, you know, I, I don't know if I'm there yet because of LT." And his impact on the game, I'm kind of like Bill Belichick is the best guy that's ever played. But Joe said, okay, the way the offense used to line up, they go right slot right or right or left uh, slot left, uh, you know, that situation. In this situation, what he did is he said locate. Instead of left or right, he said yeah. locate, which meant you find LT and you line up wherever you see him. Well, what happened was – as we're all sitting there looking at Donnie Warren, he was the tight end that was supposed to line up even to the left or the right. He's got his hands up. The offensive linemen got their hands up. They're looking at us. Of course, we got it's called timeout. And it turns out Bill Belichick, he didn't have LT line up on the left or right. He aligned him at middle linebacker. Okay? So what I'm asking you guys, is it a coincidence or did we have the original spy gate? Okay? Oh. That's because – he never did it on tape, and when he had the spy gate, what do you think triggered me? I'm thinking, you know what? I have my experience with old Bill Belichick. Well, Jimmy Schwartz did did break in as a personnel assistant under Bill Belichick in Cleveland. Hmm. The Browns right now, Mr. DePaul, ultimate football guy, no Nick Chubb. How big of a deal is that? How much easier are they to defend without that do-everything running back? I can definitely say defending the Browns' rushing attack is a heck of a lot easier without Nick Chubb lining up back there. But this number thirty-four, Jerome Ford, is not a guy to go to sleep on. You know, go to sleep on either. Either because he, this kid, you know, 
You ever see the uh, TV where they have next-gen stacks and yes. they talk about how fast the guy runs on the field? Well, Jerome Ford is one of the top guys, okay? So, to me, when I watched him, he's a lot like uh, the Indianapolis Colts' running back, Zach Moss, shifty running style, you know, mm-hmm. kind of bounce, that bounce play. And Jerome Ford is very similar to Zach, but he's got more speed, and it's backed up because of the next-gen stats, ranks him as one of the top guys when he had that breakaway. So the technology assessing the play speed on tape confirms what I was thinking. Uh, if you recall, Patrick Queen lost the matchup, you know, covering the running back out of the backfield last week. So that's one thing I'm, I'm thinking that uh, the Browns might be looking at right now. They run a lot of uh, running back screens, uh, tight end screens, you know, so – the linebackers, specifically Patrick Queen, they're, they're probably going to try and isolate him again. I mean, he was in great position. He just allowed separation. A lot of times when you turn back for the ball, guys slow down, okay? You teach corners this, but linebackers are in the same position. When, they're, you know, when they run a go route on a corner, you, you, you see the ball, you see the receiver look up, so you're taught to look at him. When he looks up, you turn around and try to play the ball, right? Yeah. I mean, you've, seen that, you've seen that on tape and you've seen it on TV. So the rain, you know, Patrick Queen was in that same situation against Zach Moss. He turned around, but he slowed down, and there was separation. That's why he couldn't make a play on the ball. That's why it was a touchdown. So it's correctable, but I, I got to believe the Browns. And, you know, the history with Patrick Queen and coverage has always been a question. He's kind of – Wilquan's always got him matched up and got him playing a lot more aggressive since he arrived. But we saw shades of him uh, last week, which the Browns might take advantage of. Bobby D, you think McDonald's going to have to keep on imitating Wink and blitzing more uh, than half, uh, the, half uh, more than half the time? Or and and whoever's playing quarterback for Cleveland, or, or if, whether it's Watson or Dorian Thompson Robinson, uh, could that be a problem blitzing this guy? And can they pressure them? Well, the good news is the Ravens' safety position looks a lot better today with Marcus w- yeah. uh, Williams back in mm-hmm. the lineup. So you know, defending the deep ball and coverage. Okay, is his you know deal? So that's obviously something that's going to help. In, the, in addition to having Kyle Hamilton play down in the box, like you, you know in nickel. So you got I think Geno Stones coming back. So you got Marcus. You got you know you're kind of getting healthy there. So we saw what Kyle can do at nickel with coming off the edge, but having that big body down in the box is also going to pay dividends because of that. Uh, they have their own little outside power running game, the Cleveland Browns that you got to worry about. So you got the bigger body that uh, on the end run force that can help contain the running back. Right. And in my opinion, the, the, the Cleveland Browns offensive line and the, and specifically the tight ends have really haven't been blocking well in the running game. Mm-hmm. You know, they lost Jack Conklin. So it's really not the same running attack. So I'm thinking right, you know, right now whether uh, we get Watson playing or not, okay, I'm thinking they feel like, hey, we can play the run, keep our safeties back. We can play the run with seven in the box as opposed to ganging, the, you know, getting everybody up there because Amari Cooper has absolutely been, you know, a, a beast last week. You know, they kind of got the deep ball going yes. with Watson last week. So he was a concern for me, you know. So I would think, you know, you play the umbrella, you get the seven of the box, you see how it goes to stop and a run. Watson doesn't play. Guess what, guys? It's like Mitchell. You're going to see a lot more pressure put on, you know, to go after the rookie quarterback and not let him breathe. So either you play – you have Watson plays, okay, you sit back, you try to defend a deep ball with the, with Marcus Williams over the top, uh, you defend a run again with seven in the box, you mix in your blitzes. 
Watson doesn't play. We're back uh, to Indianapolis. Eight-man front, blitz pressure, try and take this guy and uh, corkscrew him in the ground. Anything else left in your scouting notebook about this one, Mr. DePaul? When I broke these guys down, yeah, I kind of look at everything. I'm kind of trained to look at everything top to bottom when I break a team down, and something very interesting stood out to me about how this team was constructed, okay? Not only the rosters of players, but the organization as a whole. So what I'm going to do for you guys and the fans and the Cleveland Browns is I'm going to brand the Cleveland Browns as the high IQ squad, specifically directing your attention to the defense. Think about it. The Browns GM, Andrew Barry, He's from you know Baltimore, Bel Air, Maryland, yes. a native, right? He graduated from uh, Harvard University. The head coach is a graduate of Penn University. The defensive coordinator, Jimmy Schwartz, is yes. another Baltimore, Maryland guy who graduated from Mount St. Joe's yes. High School. All right? Hoya Saxon. Uh, hey, same high school. My grandfather graduated Mount St. Joe's, and he graduated from Georgetown University. Listen to this. They got five key players that Andrew Barry has added, okay, to the to the defense. Three of them are from Northwestern. These are high IQ mm-hmm. schools. Northwestern. You got Greg Newsom, Cameron Mitchell, Anthony Walker. Then you got one from UVA, University of Virginia, yeah. another high IQ school, Juan Thornhill, the new free safety. And then you got Notre Dame, Jeremiah Rusakormoa. So there's five guys that come from these high IQ schools to go along with the Penn graduate, Harvard graduate, Georgetown graduate, all going right through the defense. So I present to you the high IQ squad. It beats the cardiac kids, guys. Okay? Now, let me just say this. The head referee, we always like to talk about the Zebras. Oh, we love it. Last week, we got a little disappointed. We should have won that game. I was 100% based off the officials going into that game. And realistically, probably should have won the game. But this week, the referee is a guy by the name of Brad Allen. I have very good news for the Ravens' offensive passing game because this crew is another anti-defense, okay? He ha- they have a bunch of game-changing calls, pass interference, illegal contact, and defensive holding calls. That definitely helps the offense, as you guys know. And then when you get the PIs, those are big chunk plays, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. The news gets better in both the games that this crew had this year. The points scored were high totals. Week one, Miami 36, Chargers 34. Week two, San Francisco 30, L.A. Rams 23. I don't think the Rams have scored higher than that week when they had this crew. In addition, the road team, because they only did two, they didn't do week three, so they're coming in fresh. I I bet they got their their flags ready to throw in the defense. (laughs) The road team won both those games, so they're 2-0. and So that's more good news for the Ravens. Bobby D., let the people know about Bobby DePaul Charities and the Walking with Anthony Foundation. Bobby DePaul Charities is a proud supporter of the Walking with Anthony Foundation, a charity organization on a mission to provide help to kids who struggle from unexpected hardships. Together, this team is committed to giving back while helping deliver financial aid assistance or equipment to those in need. We're wrapping up. The month of September is Spinal Cord Awareness Month. So if you got any change in your pockets and you want to help me have some kids, go to www.walkingwithanthony.org and make the donation. Again, that's 
walkingwithanthony.org, and thanks in advance for your support. Bobby DePaul, always fantastic. Thank you so much for your time, sir. Thanks, okay, brother. guys, have a great weekend and enjoy happy hour and the Ryder Cup. Yes. <laughs> Coming up next, we will hit the hot corner, prepare you for a game that, hey, first one in a while, it doesn't mean much, but Orioles trying to get to win number 101 against the Red Sox. We preview next here on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.